Two, one. We're yeah, back. We're here. We're here. We're in the fucking studio. We're. I said I wasn't gonna swear this episode. I'm in trying to. I'm in trying to stop my swearing, Tom. I'll, I'll give you a rousing introduction in a second. But before we start, I said last week I was not gonna swear anymore because we had a guest that was gonna come on, but they were like, look, a little bit too much with the profanity. So I've, I've tried to stop myself, and then within 13 seconds... Literally, the, the first started, thing you say. I've already sworn. So I'm going to try and not do it for the rest of the show. And uh, while we have this amazing guest on uh, today... Yeah, we're, gonna, uh, we're, Tom, we're hyped for this one. Keely? Am I pronouncing the surname correctly? It's It sounds like Keely, but it's actually Kylie Justin. But Kylie, uh, either one's Kylie. fine at this oh. point. <laughs> there you go. Well, Tom yeah, Kylie yeah. from the band Patient 67 is on with us today on Wormholes Podcast. We're super hyped to talk to you about music and uh, what you've been up to and your history in terms of, you know, your, your songwriting and just everything in general. And so. dialing, dialing in from Perth, so it's still, what, midday over there at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about it's you know it's eleven a.m. to have my morning coffee. Uh, no. <laughs> we always like, we had to get feels one. like we had to get one Perth joke in at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, just to start us off, but uh, it, obviously it's a late one for us. It's nearly ten uh, here in in, in uh, Adelaide, but uh, just just the sun going down for you over there, my man. But thank you so much for coming on and, and yeah, thanks, time, man. I appreciate it. No worries at all, guys. Happy to be here and looking forward to yeah chatting with you guys for sure. Um, so I guess let's start at the beginning for yourself personally. Let's, you've obviously uh, jumped on. We want to talk all about Patient 67, but that band uh, obviously doesn't exist unless there's a man named Tom as well who has an interest in music. And so tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your, I guess, musical journey all the way up to the point where you are about to go on a national tour uh, in 2023 as well, which we'll get to a little bit later. But um, I guess t- talk us through the journey to get you there. For sure, Ryan. Um, so we, uh, sorry, Justin. Um, we did a um a huge. Uh, so it's nice you mentioned the tour, and I'm looking forward to getting stuck into that. But you, I, I love the question because we do we do speak a lot about how did this band come to be, how did that that band come to be. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for so many of us who get into heavy music, I'm sure you boys understand this as well. It feels like such a journey, like from you know whatever musical beginning you're on to really find that gateway. And for some people, it's their parents, or for some people, they might have an older sibling or a, yeah. a person through high school. For me, it was very much a gradual process, man. Like I, I was very much into like drama and singing and stuff growing up through like primary school and uh, through high school. I was like really big into like you know pop punk bands. Like I love like my Blink One Eighty Two, All Time yeah. Low, like those fun loving like warp to a summertime bands. And yeah, obviously I did I did all the sound waves early early on. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, they were classics, weren't they? They were so much fun. Like as, yeah. as anyone who's been to one will know. And I just got this like more and more hungry to sort of be involved in music. And as I was getting kind of the pangs to do it, I was my music tastes were getting progressively heavier and heavier. So started off with like. Bands like Alexis on Fire and like Dance Game and Dance, like post hardcore Alessandra. Yeah. And then more towards bands like, you know, Bring Me the Horizon and then into like even the Deathcore range. And then sort of settled somewhere in the middle where my sort of true passion became like those, you know, metalcore bands, fun metalcore bands. Um, and ultimately, when it came to wanting to really make a band something that I might want to take an interest in pursuing, um, that's the music that spoke the most to me and the music that I love writing and being a part of the most, like the big yeah. breakdowns, the awesome choruses, like that was just me. And so, so over time, 
um yeah this band's been an absolute journey in itself like this is my first ever proper band you know i've kind of started it from scratch and just built you know learned everything along the way made every mistake along the way you know um and and just made it an absolute learning experience so um obviously you guys are the same i'm sure but you know the passion in in our music that we love is so cool and that's what i think has kept me coming back is just seeing that energy and um even during the harder times of COVID, just that sort of um yeah that community around it and just the music yeah. itself like we're in a great era for music as well right now let alone yeah, yeah. You know, what, it, what it was 10 years ago whatever it's still great today so i, yeah. I think I, I think that's one thing about the hardcore scene that i've always absolutely adored and the metal the metal scene or whatever you want to label it is the community around it has always been so strong i remember when i was like 16 going to fowlers you know and just like you said, the second someone was knocked down, they were getting picked straight back up again. Yeah. Like it was just a awesome vibe. Like I think uh, it makes me think of. Have you ever made it over to the Eastern States for a unified before? Have you been to a unified? I haven't. I have flown over east for gigs before, but not to unified. But I hear really good things about it for sure. So obviously, yeah. it was on last weekend. We haven't made it this time uh, for. Yeah. You know, possible vaccination reasons and things we won't get into. But um, we please uh, don't. I, I work for the health department. No more. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no he's a, he's a traitor. I don't want to do no. it. Um, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. No, that's fair. We, we won't go down that path at all. When we have you on next time, mate, we'll fucking pick you apart for that. Sounds but, good. We we'll do. We we'll um, do a Q and A. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, but my man here, he's been to four of them. I've been to three personally, and. If you want to find a truer representation of, of that exact spirit, that community that you're talking about, you're looking at a, anywhere between seven and a half thousand to I think they've had a maximum of what, 15,000? Yeah, just over 10, On any so, yeah. possible drug under the sun, on BYO alcohol in a campground, like just the absolute concoction for chaos. And yet, I've never seen a fight. No. I've seen a few people a little bit too loose, but I mean, you're going to get that. You get that anyway. But over a three or something day camping, and that's the most I've seen. Whereas like, you know, when I was a fresh 18 year old and I went to like your stereos and whatever, you're seeing every overdose under the sun. You're seeing one punch every 10 minutes, like, you know, a punch on every 10 minutes, like just such a different vibe. Like you feel so uneasy, so on edge in those kinds of festivals. You go to this camping festival with just a bunch of metalheads and the, the, the vibe in the community just absolutely shines through everything. When we were there in 2020, just before we uh, went into a pandemic, on the second day of the festival, it was like 150 kilometer winds. Um, and you've just oh, got gazebos yeah. flying off into the <laughs> sky. And yet, like, no one's getting down. Like, they've cancelled all the bands for the whole day. And everyone's just like, yeah, but now they're going to have all the bands tomorrow. So let's just chill out and camp. Like, just the yeah. vibes were still just so incredible. And I, I think that's just a testament that that kind of thing just shines through all the bullshit. Um, that you deal with sometimes, man. So if they keep coming back, I, I urge you to get yourself over to a Unify, man. You will not be disappointed. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about, you know, like you said, the community. And yeah, even this year, seeing everyone's joy around it coming, you know, back. And yeah, I think it's something we could hopefully see more of in the next few years, more more festivals like that in that vein. And um, yeah, hopefully that trickles down to the, the shows at a local level too, which I believe it. Yeah. it, it it's, in, it's in going in that direction, which I think is really good. Well, that's, I think, the one thing probably to come out of the pandemic as well is people are, like, looking at what are the shit that we that we love to do before that we want to invest serious time, effort, money, whatever, into, and having a, a, a local scene that thrives. I think that exists for 
probably every genre of music, but I think for us who, um, you know, a lot of people probably place their best teenage memories in a Fowler's or whatever yeah. here in Adelaide, um, whatever it may be over in Perth, you know, those shows that have just been that venue that's been running shows for the last decade or whatever, people are like, shit, that's actually the best. Now that I've realised when I've had stuff taken away from me, how much I took these things for granted, I want to, yeah. I'm going to spend money when shows come back, when bands come here, I'm going to make sure I go to it. So I think that's going to be the big difference. I think for a lot of us, you know, we, I remember, in 2020 as well, I was doing a hectic fringe schedule with my stand-up and Polaris came here with Wage War, um, Crystal Lake, Crystal Lake, uh, and I didn't go because I was just so flat out through um, through doing my fringe shows um, that I was like, oh, I'll just miss this one. You know, they're going to be back in no time. And sure enough, we've not had a band back here in two and a half no. years or whatever. So, no. you know, that, that feeling that I had from thinking that I could just miss that one and catch the next one, like I'll never let that happen again. So, you know, I'm yeah, going to buy a I ticket. Uh, and I think that applies to a lot of people, you know. So yeah, uh, that yeah. will that will make the scene thrive. Definitely. And I think now that we've had that little bit of time, bands have had these last, you know, let's say two years, to really just go, all right, are we gonna are we gonna do this? Or are we not gonna do this? Essentially, mm, it's yeah. really weeded out the people that were never in it for the right reasons in the first place, and that and that kind of leads me into my, my first question that I wanted to throw to you is, from the start of of the band, did you did you have any like long term real goals, or did it more so start as just like, all right, this is just gonna be a bit of fun? Um, yeah. And was it is it like a one person project, or or do you write all the music, or how how does that kind of work? It's a great question, man. When the band started, it was just a matter of, you know, I just wanted, you know, I was kind of in the middle of uni. Like I just wanted an outlet to kind of do something creative. Like I wasn't playing sport at that point, um, but I still had such a passion and interest in music. So there was no goals at all. It was just a matter of wanting to put one foot forward in front of the other and have a good time while doing it. Yeah. Obviously over time, it's it's morphed into something that I don't think, you know, I could have ever, ever imagined. But I think because my passion for it has always been there and my... Um, you know, I just feel like there's just so much I want to achieve in this band. It has over time progressed into something where I do have real long-term ambitions to the band now, but I just never, I just never gave up on it and just never wanted to quit. I just never, there was, there was plenty of times when I was like, man, like, you know, whatever, it's just going to be easier. That's too much effort or like, yeah. why am I, it's, it's pushing uphill. Like even in Perth, like the local scene is great, but it can be hard to get those opportunities. And yeah. Once I started separating myself and our band as a collective decided to separate ourselves from tying our sort of self-worth as a band to like where we kind of stood in the local scene, just because it, it, it is it is tough. Like you don't feel like you're going anywhere. The second I took that pressure off myself, I just started enjoying it again. Yeah, that's and good, man. It's been going ever since. Yeah. So, um, and in terms of who writes the music, it's definitely a collective like Rory, um, our guitarist who does a lot of our singing as well. He's the riff machine. He's the one who brings a lot of the initial demos in and then we sort of do lyrics and stuff from there. But every song is a little bit different. We like to mix it up. Um, yeah, cool. That's he's good. Fly and fly, he's fly and fly out. So um, we do a lot of our writing over Zoom and stuff anyway. So it's really, right. it's an, which is good because it means we can just write anywhere, which is, which is nice. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, I guess that's the nature of the beast these days is that like whilst it, what, what seems a bit scary and daunting to start with ends up being a huge leg up for situations like yourself where you would have a, a FIFO 
uh, guitarist like waiting for him yeah. to come down. Whereas now he's just being able to jam and you go, that's sick. That's, yeah, I don't know about that yeah, one. Yeah, that's let's it. That's right. That exactly. Uh, that's awesome. And the riffs are fucking sick, by the way. Like, I, oh, yeah. thank you. I, some, <laughs> I can't take any serious, credit, but no, I agree. <laughs> some yeah. serious riffage um, yeah. uh, going on. So um, tell us about the band name. Is there a bit of history there behind that? Where did you pull that from? Yeah, so I love uh, the movie Shutter Island uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio. So yeah, uh, one of my favorite movies. You know, still is actually. Um, though I can't really watch it anymore without just being like, oh, like my entire life is based on the title. <laughs> yes. uh, but it's and we were just kicking around band names like really early on. Me and our, our initial guitarists, and we just wanted something that was a little bit, you know, nothing too cringy or like corny, yeah. but something that was just like just kind of stuck. And that I just threw it out there and we're like, yeah, let's let's do it. And it's just, just I'm, I still like the name today, so I, I can't, I can't be mad, I can't be mad about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Are you a volumes fan at all? Do I do like volumes? volumes. Yes. Well, obviously, the podcast is named after the famous uh, wormholes by volumes. That's where we we got the name from because I just like thrashed that song when we're in a group setting all the time. We couldn't come up with a name, and we thought that wormholes kind of works because it can be anything. You can end up anywhere. I love it. Um, I love it. So when you hear the um, when you hear the episode when we we send you the the version that's finished and you listen yeah. to the little intro that we've written, it's even a volumes wormholes inspired intro that my man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. absolute shredmeister himself here has uh, has written. So um, yeah, look out for that when it comes out. Awesome. Um, so obviously, yeah, let's let's talk about where you guys are at now. Obviously, you're about to, to uh, embark on a pretty massive tour. It's funny, one of the bands that's um, jumped on that tour with you, Emesia, uh, their lead singer, I actually worked with him at the company um, I've just been uh, let go from. But um, <laughs> yeah, so they're they're amazing. Those guys are great. So you'll have a you'll have an awesome time with that man. How did that come oh, about? Wait. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so we just, um, you know, I got, I'm obviously got people on Facebook that I'm kind of friends with, and you know, you know what it's like. People know people, and someone reached out to me and just said, you know, have you got, would you guys be interested in, in doing a tour with Siamese? And I said, I freaking love that band. I would absolutely love to do that. But I was like, are you being serious? You're just like messing with me, like because being from Perth is not that often, and you know, two years of pandemic and no touring means yeah. that when someone inboxes you about a tour, you just got to kind of look twice. Yeah. Um, and. And it was just a no-brainer. I was like, I would love to do that. And Traces, who are also on the tour, you know, I'm quite quite close with uh, their vocalist Jack and um, the guy who is booking the shows. Chris has his own booking company, um, does a lot of like you know charity shows and stuff. So it's just a no-brainer. So it's just a yeah. good opportunity to get our you know get our toes wet. You know, touring with you know we've we've never toured before. Truthfully, it's never been. Um, We've never really had the opportunity. So this is our first crack. Um, That's so it. exciting, man. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. can't wait. And what you're saying is so true. I mean, you look at what's happened with uh, to poor old mate them suffer with basically being stuck in in Perth yeah. because your yeah. guys' borders have been closed so hard. Like yeah. some other bands have at least been able to sneak in one here or there and get back into their state and whatever else. Like it hasn't been much, Absolutely. but probably in the last 12 months, people have been able to sneak some in, whereas, you know, Perth-based bands have basically just had to accept the fact that there's just no fucking chance they were going anywhere. Um, uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's, Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. been so frustrating and it's been so hard as well, Justin, seeing, you know, seeing the, oh, you got to come to this place. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can play a show four minutes down the road, let yeah. alone, you know, yeah, you got to yeah. understand. We had a show cancelled on the night of because we had one case, which if you think about that now, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Insane. It and was then, four o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. The show was, was, was off that day. And 
I was like, that just really, that just kicked us in the guts with our confidence. Like in terms of like being sure of whether something would go ahead or not. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. And look at night and day festival. Like again, we couldn't mm-hmm. get over to that at that time because borders were closed. Like, and it was just this amazing spectacle of a thing. And, you know, just so much of that kind of stuff that uh, you just never imagined there was going to be a time where that kind of, weird border restriction was going to stop you being able to get to something or be a part of something or create something like you guys would obviously want to do in that space. But um, I guess, you know, for you, I guess it's a little bit, you know, if it, it's all well, if it ends well with, with embarking on something in 2023, obviously you've been dropping some singles. Uh, Fate Bringer is an absolute uh, jam. I've yeah. Been, I've been it's it's, it's killer. It's killer. Week, so. I actually, I actually wanted to ask you because I, w- I really wanted to just to get a, an idea about who, who in terms of vocally influences you the most, like who would you say would be your biggest influences? Because I can't quite put my finger on, like, you know, yeah. like it's. It's definitely like, I think it really is a collection of like listening to this music for such a long time. You know, you just kind of build your own sort of combination of influences and really depending on the sort of song and, you know, the sort of energy I'm vibing off is kind of where I draw my inspirations from. Like early on, I've, I did listen to a lot of like those early Rise Records bands with the really like clear low screams, like, you know, yeah. Aaron from Secrets. There was a band called Confide that aren't really popular anymore, but they had a vocalist. If you go listen to some of their old stuff, I, I definitely hear some of the similarities there. Um, even Danny from Asking Alexandria, like 2022 oh, yeah. version, it's very different. Yeah. But those first yeah. few records, he was an absolute animal. Oh, Stand up and scream, you know, like that was. Oh, it's nothing. It's insane. What? Like, yeah, it's great, great records like that. You know, uh, Jared from Blessed to Fall, like. So I definitely have more of like an American, I guess, influence on the bands that I love. Yeah. But when Rory, when Rory brings me demos that are very much in that riffier, like a little bit more proggy, I want to say. Yeah, like a little bit more like era almost. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, era. well, def- definitely. He's a, hu- he's a huge era fan and like he yeah, doesn't. Yeah, you can tell. So, so I'll listen to bands like that and like obviously Currents, weird coincidence, like but yes. those more new age bands for sure. Yeah, Withered actually came. Withered came on in the car uh, when I was on the way uh, here earlier today, which is one of my yeah. favourite current songs. That's an absolute. And we've been listening. What's the one? The old current song that we hanging by a sl- thread. Yeah, hanging by a thread. Off their one first. Of their old, it's like the sludgiest bass that we've ever heard. In yeah, our life. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, big current songs as well. How did that? How did that come about? Getting that feature. Yeah, so so with um Brian, like we we've had a, we've had some amazing singing features over the journey, and we were like, this song's this song's aggressive. It's got it packs a punch. We and I'd actually tracked all vocals for the song initially, and I was like, you know what? I think it would just like we being from Perth as well. We need to sort of find other ways for our band to stand out. You know, we yeah. could release a song, but I was like, you know, we're in a pandemic. This is we we can't really tour like we want to. But what we can do is collaborate with other amazing musicians. We've seen more of that now. Scene. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last few years and Brian I was I was on a huge currents kick like you boys are just alluding to I was just jamming this stuff constantly and I was like man Brian would be sick on this song so I just reached out to him and uh, it, we were just able to make it happen from there which is which is really so cool. good really thankful yeah which means we have to of course ask about probably the biggest feature as well Mr. Kellen Quinn how did that one come about so we've actually had a like a I would say a long relationship with Kellen so when we were um before even Home Truths had come out in 2019 he um I actually just randomly sent him the song uh, "What's Left of Us," which is a, we dropped that song about three years to the day actually yeah. ago, and I just sent. I just and the original him the snaps, link. by the way, like it's in my playlist as well. Like the the OG oh. one is also a fucking banger. It's so good. 
Right. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. We we dropped that song and um, I sent it to him and he um, he just followed me back on Instagram one day and we just started DMing, DMing, and then um, he, we actually wrote that the original with him. So oh, I actually right. had vocal. We we wrote that back and forth over like text message um, before the pandemic. Um, and then when it came to doing the reimagined, I was like, wouldn't it be sick if we got Kellen on the song this time, as opposed yeah. to just like co-writing it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was amazing. We've actually got another song planned with him in the future too. So. Oh, that's um, hype yeah. as. That's so yeah. good, man. And that's like, I mean, look, you know, that, that kind of story of just reaching out to people is exactly the kind of stuff that we're trying to do. Like, obviously, um, you know, we just want to, like we said, uh, just before we got on air, you know, um, I just think that, What's not broadcast enough is the cool story. It's some of the stuff that you're telling us tonight. That exists for every band. And I don't think that there's enough of a effort or a scene, I guess you could call it, into trying to, hey, what's the, what's the story here? Because I love finding that stuff out about bands. There's normally yeah. always so many cool layers and nuances to, yeah, we did this, this is how we started. We used to be called this, then we were called that, then we did that, all <laughs> those kinds of things, you know, that actually exist before you get to the point of, here's this record that we created or whatever it may be. And I just don't think there's enough platforms that are trying to tell those stories. I think that's what kind of what we wanted to really focus some energy into. I mean. This podcast is a bit of everything. We we love a conspiracy. We yeah. love mental health. And, <laughs> yeah, and we love metal. And that's like really the, that's, the, that's three, really like, the things we, we do. The yeah. cornerstones of this podcast. Uh, but we it's, do. But we do end up talking to a lot of different types of people. Yeah. You know, we had you know, we've had that's psychologists. Great. We've had you know business owners. You know, real estate agents. You know, like yeah. all different different types of people. Uh, so it's good to get to like a bit of a like a like a. You're just gone down a different wormhole each exactly. time, and that's you know, what it's like called wormholes, it. brother. Love yeah. It. Um, thinking of the mental health stuff, obviously, we talked about uh, you know the the toughness in Perth, and I guess um, give me a little bit of insight into how it's been being a band that's kind of you know starting to get some traction, but then you're stuck in this situation. What were some of the keys for you in keeping your head above water through the last couple of years? I love the I love the question a lot, actually. Um, Justin, I think it's really important that we talk that, that. And I think there has been a good spotlight shown on the mental health side of things, not just for artists, but fans of music too, like we've alluded to with not being able to go to shows or travel for shows, whatever. For me, it was really hard because we released that um, our Home Truth CP in Feb of 2020. And we actually had our EP launch, our first ever time playing to that sort of crowd, you know, in and the next day things were locked the next week things were locked down yeah and a lot of people would say to me oh like you guys are you guys are were doing something and now it's like you've kind of stopped and i'm like well yes but last time i checked every band's in the same boat you can either you know and definitely make sure you're doing those things right by yourself you know try to take care of yourself check in mentally with yourself check in with others but we can only control what we can control and being from perth i has i've honestly believed that being from perth during this pandemic has given us a real kind of different vantage point we've always had we've always had the troubles to tour over east yeah. we've never it's never been easy i mean you can name two bands from perth that have actually done it um make them suffer and uh savior and savior, like from yeah. the scene yeah. yeah who else like yeah. it's just yeah. not there's just not that many and i love that we've been able to i guess flip the narrative of saying yes things are really hard at the moment but people people need music now more than Exactly, exactly, brother. Exactly. We need to be present. We need to be present in their in their lives as a band in other ways, and also as a fan of my favorite bands. I loved like um, the we did our own live stream, but like when Under Oath and Dance Game and Dance did their live stream, when 
band started dropping more like behind the scenes content, like you were alluding yeah. to before with the yeah. telling those real stories. So we sort of lent more into that content side of the game, putting out more music as opposed yeah. to being like, well, we'll just wait till it blows over. Cause as we've seen, it hasn't, it's, we're still, it's still blow blowing over. Over today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that it is yeah. almost this thing, like this new thing where we're like, yeah, let's just go single, single, single. We don't yeah. need to wait and do this big thing that can get lost in the fray. Let's just keep doing sure. big single releases and, and delivering yeah. it that way. Um, harking back to what you just said, though, I think one of my favourite things to come out of the that what you were talking about is, did you catch the Architect show that they did from live from the Beacon Theatre or whatever it was? Oh, it was Royal Abbot. Hall? I haven't Royal Abbot Hall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't purchase it, but the snippets I saw and things I heard were unbelievable. Yeah, incredible. So I, I do need to get around to watching it. Yeah, the way yeah. that they were able to capture the sound of a live show. Like, oh, and yeah. deliver it into whatever speakers you're listening to was unbelievable. Wow. Like, we've watched it a few times now, haven't we? Yeah. And it was just like, and again, like, they, Architects is one of my favorite live shows. Have you got to see them live sure. before? Uh, I have never seen them live before. No, oh, there unfortunately. You go. So there's another bucket list. Who knows how that's going to happen yeah. in the future? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's probably one of yours as well. I'd say yeah, live. He, yeah. He, he just does, he brings a different vocal range to his live shows that he doesn't do on records. And I yeah. always appreciate that when someone just goes, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to do this and this and whatever. And then when it comes to the studio, they still do what everyone's used to. But yeah, he yeah. just brings he just yeah. brings something special. And, and he did to that um, live performance as well. But I mean, I'm liking that stuff because, you know, it, it also, you think about people that, you know, say are financially impacted or, or um, geographically impacted. They live in a small community or whatever, like, so getting to a show for them, even when shows are thriving, were difficult. Having these live shows, like doing live online shows and things like that, it opens up a whole new market that wasn't there before. You think about back in the day when, you know, uh, Parkway and that used to go and do like a rural town tour. Yeah. That's still once yeah. in the band's history, you know. So, But for these guys that like when we're moving into this age of technology where they can put on a live show online, all those people in rural towns will snap that shit up instantly because yeah. it's the closest they're going to get, especially to say like a band that's overseas that's now going to be even more tentative to come to Australia yeah. given everything that's happened. We've got to move into so that, that age where, where it's like, hey, let's do, all right, so we're going to do a tour. Then at the end of the tour when we're all, we're going to do a big live show and sell that like tickets. Every band starts doing that as a part of their international yeah, tour. Yeah. The amount of extra money that they can bank on because then people are going to snap those up who weren't able to get out to the tour. Well, yeah, like speaking of like speaking of that kind of stuff, you know, extra content and live shows and stuff like that. Do you have any future plans on doing something like that for the band or? So yeah, we we had such a good time with our stream last late last year. I think it was December we dropped it. It was like a full fully filmed proper, like we went the whole nine yards with it. Um, yeah. And we've, we've put that up on our merch store so people can go and purchase it on demand anytime, which is so cool. Cause like for new people who are into our band, we can be like, you know, obviously we're not gonna, we might not visit location X, but we, we still want to bring you like the feel of a live show and you can keep it awesome. forever, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we definitely have more plans for that stuff. Like we're constantly trying to think of new ways, whether we can, uh, you know, do more live stream stuff or whether we can live stream a show on our next tour or show, like we've done a few things like that before. So definitely we always want to keep that in the front of our mind because we don't want to just cater to the handful of people who are at the show, you know, that we're playing. We want to try and think of a, a larger audience too, because we want everyone to feel like they can be involved with our music. And, um, you know, given we don't get the chance or haven't had the chance to tour until like, you know, these new opportunities have come up, we want to try to keep everyone feeling involved as well. So definitely thinking of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, cool. So you guys just released this recent single. Do you plan on keeping on releasing more singles or are you going to do a, a longer form piece of work? Yes. Or what are your plans? So we will, we'll have an album coming out in July. Um, so that's part of like what the, you know, it's obviously been building towards this. And we, I mean, personally, yes, I love doing the single side of things. I love it. I think it's, but it, <laughs> In our community, and you boys can definitely attest to this, there's an album mentality. Oh, yeah. You want an album at some point. And I know for me, like all my favorite bands, oh, that album or this album or whatever. So yeah. the album that we're putting out is definitely more of a like chance to lock in people for life on our band and what we want to do. Yeah, that's as cool. opposed to just being, yeah, we we want we want that, we want that package to be put together for everyone who's ever supported our band. Um and yeah, I'm so excited. I'm it's it's been years in the making. Oh, so you've been so writing this for excited. a while now, have you? Yeah, so we recorded it um all through last year. Like that's and that's the thing. Like we just released constantly and it's been such a grind. But I think, you know, you put you you, you get in, like you get out of things what you put into them, right? So we just mm. kept writing and it's only really recently we've had a break from writing to to push these new singles out. And um yeah, yeah it's been done for a while. It's it's already finished and ready to go. So yeah, the end of sort of mid to end July, it'll be out there for everyone. And that's hype yeah, as awesome. That's hype as. Um, and it's oh, funny wow. that you say that as well. Like I know, because uh, I want to talk a little bit about your, uh, your social media presence at the moment. And that's obviously yeah. what's led me to, to message you because I just see you hitting it hard. And I mentioned before we started about um, Zico from Sayran who I had on. The only reason I messaged him is because I just saw him just like relentless with his effort. And that's what you got to do, man. If you want to, you got to yeah. put the time in. Um, to do it, but um, obviously, I'm guessing you're the man behind all of that as well. You're 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 relentless yeah. in the social media game, and it and it pays dividends, man. It's obviously getting ears on the on the songs. Is that is that a one man project? Or you got some people helping you out? So it is just all me at this point. Um, I just and for me, I just try not to overthink it too much, boys. That's the truth of it. Like at first, and I did like I did the PR thing at uni. I understand how a well thought out, you know, release plan has. I get all of that, but sometimes you just got to kind of like let the shackles off and just have a bit of fun. Absolutely. I say this with the asterisks on it. We're not here to ever like spout, like we don't want controversy, nothing like that. We just want to have a good time and have a bit of a laugh with people. Yeah. Um, but also introduce new people to not just our band, but just like to, to, to new music in general. Like I, you've seen on my, my, my TikTok, for example, like I've done a bunch of videos where I've, I've listed bands that I think are underrated, like bands like Hollow Front, Thousand Below, like whatever, like mm. those heavier bands that I don't think you're getting enough traction. And that's what's so cool about social media is you can really just um, connect with other people, um, meet new people, like connecting with you boys and things like that. And um, yeah. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, it's great. And that's exactly right, man. You know, it's again, when I look at when I'm on the Metalcore page and I'm on these pages, you know, I'm looking for uh, just people that seem like they're, you know, going to want to come on and have a chat. You know, there's um, unfortunately, I guess there's a there's kind of like a, a, a not so nice side to the scene that's always existed where people, you know, have the sort of like ego complex and, and everything else. So it's good to see people like yourself and, and Zico and, and even Chris from Alienist, the guy that he, he's hit us up saying he wants to come on soon. And, um, you know, there's a lot of bands that are a lot more about let's just help 
help each other along this journey you know it's, yeah, it, we all want to have these kind of, as i said for us it's about trying to have get more information and and uh learn the stories behind these bands and um people like yourself who were saying yeah look we're, we're happy to jump on and have a chat and it helps us out in the long run as well so um i just think that it's anything that we can do to try and help the community thrive and as you said get more music into more people's ears like for us with the podcast what I've loved about it is because we talk about metal so much just in our general episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the message I get, Polaris is the big one all the time for some reason, but I get messages all the time from people who aren't metal heads or people that I would associate with, with music and they listen to the podcast for whatever else, the content that we bring. And then we get messages all the time in the inbox like, so you guys always wearing Polaris merch or whatever. I've just started listening to them. Holy fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so, yeah, and just yeah. Like, yeah and I love it. There's been a couple of other bands like where so like people that just aren't you know they're just they're like why are these guys obsessed with this particular thing yeah i have to go and have a listen and then they come back and they're like dude like mind blown this is amazing so yeah um, that's what it's about man that's I'll, the thing there's so much good music out there like at the moment not only just in metal but in just in every genre man it is yeah. like, like it's, it. it's such a good time do you have any non kind of like metal or you know hardcore artists yeah. that you've been heaps into lately I've been listening to so much and don't, I don't know whether you guys are going to laugh or not, whatever, but I listen to a lot of hip hop and like, yeah, uh, fuck yeah. A lot of like, even just like indie pop. And I listen to a bunch of different things. I know that's like a classic thing to say, but I really do. And I I agree with what you're saying. There's definitely so much good music out there. And I have to agree really, really with the comment in regards to like that. I don't want to say gatekeeping side. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. Cause I've never been, I've never been on the other side of that. But all I know is that when I was coming up in the local scene here, there was definitely a lot of you don't get to peek behind the curtain or you're not like, and I've just like, no, I'm pulling it back. I want everyone to know. I want to spread the message about our music. I want to spread the message about the music we love and I want to make it accessible. Like in the, in terms of like, if you want to find us, we like, we'll find each other type yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we're, we're not too cool or above anyone. And I don't think that's the way for us as a scene and as a, John, whatever you want to call it, yeah. I think the way forward is to make it inclusive. And like you said, people who are listening to your show, they might go, I'm going to check out Polaris. I'm going to check out Ocean Grove or whatever the bands are. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people are, are branching out and listening to new things. That's what it's about. It's not about yeah. gatekeeping or being too cool or anything like exactly. that. And it exactly. shouldn't be. No, that's yeah, exactly right. I agree. I like I, I, I've personally got such a thirst for new kind of stuff I've never heard before. Like that's always, but yeah. some people don't necessarily have that as much. So trying to give them that because there's nothing better than finding something that you didn't know you were going to enjoy. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like yeah, definitely. Until someone pushes you down a bit, like you know, holds you down and goes, "Listen to this fucking yeah, thing," yeah. and you go, "Hold on, a shit, this is awesome." Like you know, sometimes yeah. you, we can get even stuck into our ways of just like yeah. sticking to i mean look you know for me perfect example i still listen to dying into latest fashion oh, from, from escape the fate like, you know, on album. a regular basis i just absolutely fucking love it but uh, i have to force myself out of that zone and go i'm gonna go on to spotify radio and i'm gonna yeah. click add to queue yeah all the bands that kind of sound like something that i think i would like and Dance, um so Dance. if we can try and help people on that journey at all man i just think it's yeah. so good like music for me is just such a integral part of my life and i guess going back to what you said before i didn't realize how vital live music was to me until i couldn't see it anymore yeah you know, i didn't realize how much that was my like moment to kind of ground and center myself and feel one with the universe was, was standing in the middle of a mosh pit and i'm sure that you're probably the the same do you have any um 
do you have any live shows that you have made over your journey that just stick out as your favorites of all time? Oh, that's a great, that's a great question. Obviously the first things that come to mind is just like those rush of festivals and just that feeling of the day of, you know, going from one band to the next and, you know, yeah. I'll see Blessed for one minute and then I've got Bad Religion, like, you know, one of my favorite punk bands growing up and th- that all in a day, it's just like a music, like adrenaline overload, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but like you guys were saying with Fowlers, I haven't, I haven't had the chance to go to that venue in Adelaide or see shows, um, but in, Perth, we have Amplifier Bar, like so many bands I've seen there, like over the years, um, you know, heavy bands, like punk bands. And man, I just think the feeling of going to a show like that, you know, going to the merch desk afterwards, you know, and just dropping, you know, way too much money on something, but it helps the band. So you're like completely at peace with it, which I think is important. Um, You know, walking, maybe having a few too many drinks every now and then, just all of that. um, It just makes you a lot of memories and it makes you thankful to be a part of something like that and that we have, that we have an outlet like that. And, yeah, it's been hard the last few years with with us not having that available as regularly, but I really do believe that, like you've said really correctly, it does bring a newfound appreciation. And I definitely have stepped back and said, I'm not going to take this for granted anymore. And I'm going to do everything I can to make my dreams. Even just as a fan going to shows, I want to fly, you know, I want to fly to that show or whatever. Yeah. That's so much more real to me now because I realize how important it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to buy more merch. I'm going to buy more things. Yeah, I'm buying more, more, man. It's yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. <laughs> I'm doubling um, down. <laughs> so, so Tom, before we went on air, we were talking about how you like, like listen to podcasts and you, and you mentioned that you were into your sports. Yeah. What sports are you into? So I'm a I'm a St Kilda Footy Club tragic, oh, unfortunately. Oh, um, St Kilda. So my dad, my dad, like the great Shane Warne, who rest <laughs> in peace. Oh, uh, but he was another he was, St Kilda. He was tragic. destroyed. I, oh yeah, my brother's middle name Shane. So I, that's all I got to say on that. Um, yeah. Oh wow. Uh, um, yeah, huge St Kilda fan. Um, yeah, whacker member. So I go to cricket during summer, and then I'm a yeah. big NBA fan as well. So I love my sport. Oh, so it's my other just, hobby on the side. I just want to. I just want to say something quickly because I, I haven't actually. I got banned off Facebook for three days for a stupid comment, so I didn't actually get to say oh, this. The, yeah, <laughs> the long story. Um, the Shane Warne thing, like celebrity deaths, haven't ever really like got me that much. Like I've never. I, I, sometimes I'm, I've. I've even probably yeah. looked at other people over celebrity deaths and been like, oh, like dial it yeah. back a bit. Yeah, but I, I I got off my computer. I was playing a game or something, and I laid down in bed and I saw the first article that came up. To the point that yeah. when I then Google searched it, that was the only article that existed. Yeah. So I, I I almost watched the first sort of news and then had to go and dig to find out whether it was real. And then sure yeah. enough, ten minutes it started later, to flood out. More, yeah, and it actually really rattled me. Like I, I yeah, nothing so like a celebrity has ever really done that to me before. But I was like. I'm a massive cricket fan as well. You're you're not so much, but um, oh, but I can respect the legs being better. Don't worry about like, that. I realised how integral he was to me sticking with watching cricket. Like, yeah, because my, my mum and dad not being cricket fans, but my uncle, who I used to have a uh, you know spend a lot of time with, he was a massive cricket fan. And you know yeah. that that time of Shane Warne just in his heyday, you know, I bold spin, you know, all of that kind of stuff because of him as well. And yeah, so I was actually kind of laying there, like just like, dude, like fifty two years old, yeah, so and, young man. And and it was funny because he was like, he was kind of getting a bad rap because he was so over opinionated, and so like everyone was getting into this habit of being like, oh, for fuck's sake, Warnie, like, yeah, you know, calm down. Yeah, and then he's just gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. You assumed you had twenty more years of thinking he's a dickhead and an over entitled dickhead. Well, that well, yeah. just, well 20, 30, that's always the thing months. with a lot of sports stars is like 
you don't really see how, well, you do know how good they are, but like when they actually pass, you really start to like look back at how good they were. Who Who's the basketballer that died in the helicopter crash? Was it oh, Kobe, Kobe Bryant? Bryant? Yeah. Obviously, he was one of the best of all time. Always has been. But like you, until you go back and you realize all the accomplishments and yeah, all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff, new, you know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's nuts. Hey, like you really don't. Like, and with Warner, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, you'd watch him and he'd throw this thing and it would jump from one side of the pitch to the other, and it was just fucking awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, like, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah just. Yeah. Uh, and then he, I think you know, probably why I resonate with him so much is because he was such a loose cannon as well. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he loved to dance, loved a beer, and, like, <laughs> yeah. didn't give a shit who knew that either. Like he wasn't trying to hide that kind of yeah. uh, persona. I think I probably identified him with him a little bit because of bit that too looseness much, as well. Yeah. But um, yeah. but yeah. So uh, why Saint Kilda? I got to ask. Obviously, you're a Perth Perth boy. What's yeah. the um, attachment to the Saints? Yeah. So um, yeah, my. Dad was born um born in Melbourne, so um just grew up. I'd been a member my whole life, just been inducted into it, and have inherited the love for the Saints. So really, have just felt the pain last year. It was just <laughs> such a just a hard year, and honestly, like the grand finals, still, I probably not too many weeks go by where I don't think about the Stephen Milne bounce and the whole. I just oh, it's been yeah. a time. 2010 yeah, was a uh, 2010 was a was a crazy time, but I'll I'll rub the salt in even more. Obviously, we're from Adelaide. I'm a diehard Crow supporter, so we won't talk about '97 oh. either. Um, but oh. uh, you guys, I mean, the thing is, is that uh, the the thing the thing for the Saints at the moment is that I mean, you've got the list. I think it's just about putting it all together. Look, um, uh, maybe when Brett Ratton's game plan isn't just bomb it as high as possible yeah. and hope that <laughs> Max King marks the ball. Maybe when we move past that, we'll we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah. Um, no, we we did we didn't we didn't beat the Bulldogs in that final out of luck. We were a good team, and then we just took a huge step back. And mm. I'm I'm a lot more pessimistic than my dad. He's very much we've got it. Like next week, we've got it right. I'm like dad, like. We got smoked yeah. by ninety points. What, what <laughs> part of this gives you the confidence? <laughs> well, that uh, that Crows game last year, where you guys were up by thirty six points or whatever at half time, oh, and ended up coming back and <laughs> winning the game with that kick Mate. right before the siren. So I'm um, oh, sorry to sorry to drop that bombshell on you, but hey, look, I mean, as a Crows fan, obviously I've heard about the twenty eighteen camp for the last four years, and so I haven't. And obviously, oh. what happened to us in the twenty seventeen grand final? So uh, I'm not doing much. What was it called again? What what was the camp called again? Something uh, collective something minds. Collective <laughs> minds. Oh, I've heard about that. I didn't. I never actually really understood what happened. So basically, <laughs> they after after we lost that 2017 grand final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They took them on this pre uh, postseason camp to like you know get rid of all their demons or whatever, ready for the next year. Yeah. But apparently they did things like sat them on a bus and played the Richmond theme song over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, they like blindfolded everyone and yeah. really, what the fuck? And so imagine like you've just lost it's, the grand final and then you're sitting in a bus blindfolded just hearing we're from Thai. <laughs> yeah. Mental toughness. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Um, you know, it's so funny. It, it's so funny you say as well about the um Adelaide game because we I was actually in the studio tracking vocals for the album when that happened and like we were doing some like vocal but I was taking a break while our producer was editing and I had I've got like you know KO on my phone and I was watching it I was just like he's like Ryan our producer was like what's wrong you're okay I'm like I can just feel it we're gonna blow this fucking game this is so St Kilda (laughs) and then sure enough I forget who kicked the goal whatever it was but I remember it being rainy and I was just like just put my phone down I was just like I'm just ready to track vocals. And I think I had like an awesome evening in the studio just because I was so angry. Let the anger out. Yeah. The 26th time that year we'd blow in a game and 
I love the Saints very much, but as you know, there's an up Back and down of being a support. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it was Riley Tilthorpe, and he was about a third or fourth oh, gamer, I think, yeah. at the time. And he uh, kicked yeah. it over his head in the goal square to uh, to win oh the game. So, um, yeah, dumb. fun and games. Hey, um, we've yeah. at the end of uh, every podcast, I know that we, you were a little bit time poor, so we don't want to hold you up for too long. But at the end of every yeah. podcast where we have a guest, um, we answer us, we ask him a set of questions. Um, just our the so, questions, the questions we call them. Um, so if you're happy for yes, us to yes. get stuck into them, we'll we'll fire them through and then we'll yeah. we'll let you go. Sounds good, boys. Beautiful. All All right. hit, him, hit him with question, question number one. Question number one, my friend. What is your favorite song of all time? Oh. Yeah, I oh, love that reaction. I love that reaction. Because yeah. I know how important that is. Um, if I had to pick one off the top of my head, uh, I'd probably say it has to be burial plot by Dayseeker as of right Ooh. now but I things things do move for me but that song it's just, just something about the last few years I've listened to it constantly that's that's my pick as of on the spot that's what I'm going with. Right, their, well, their, their vocals Dayseeker vocals is something for me that note that you know there's just one note that he hits yeah the clean singer yeah and it's just he's oh, incredible yeah and you're fired off the top one but I like to just normally people give us a top two or three and I'm just wanting to know some yeah. more about you so give us give, give us a runner three, up yeah. and third if you had to give a couple more that stick out Okay, let me let me. Uh, I'm not even looking at my Spotify. Um, <laughs> let me see. I'd have to say, uh, hmm, I listen to a lot of the word alive, have a song mm. on their um debut album called 2012. That's an absolute banger for me. I just I've always gone back to it and probably have to give another shout out to Asking Alexandria. They have um some songs on that first album I, I probably couldn't pick one but there's probably three or four of stand up and screen that have just yeah, been so influential for a, me such a good album yeah. bro you mentioned like, uh you mentioned alexis on fire early in the podcast yeah. as well and i've been getting back around them again recently man i love oh, yeah. uh drunks lovers sinners and saints is one of my favorite songs of all time by them accidents um they're just they're a, boiled frogs man boiled frogs like, is a classic boiled frogs dude we have the sound it's so good man it's yeah, such dude, a classic they band have, um they have again like a, such a unique sound and but yep. just something they do so well and i always love thinking about do you know how long it took me to figure out that silly city in color like Dallas Green's other band yeah. is because he's Dallas Green, so it's City and Colour. Did you know that? No, I didn't know oh, that. Well, there you go. I've just blown someone yeah. else's mind. Fuck yeah. Blown the lid hey, off, I, mate. I, I, I learned that off Last FM in 2000 and something. I was like, oh, that's so clever. That's so smart. Like, okay, I can't believe it, that. City and Colour is a kind of a cool name, you know, especially yeah. the kind of sound that he was creating with that project. It was just mm. like, it was perfect for that kind of, like that's what everyone was doing. Absolutely. Then when you find out that it's because he's Dallas Green, you're like, yeah, oh, it's like, dude. damn, it's just, it's just so deep. What a, yeah, what a man, <laughs> what a man Dallas uh, Green is. Do you want to hit him with question number two? Uh, question number two is, who is your favorite comedian or comedic actor? I love that question. Um, I'd probably have to go with Jerry Seinfeld, big Seinfeld oh, fan. Classic, oh. man, I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Seinfeld, another, I reckon, yeah. Another rewatch at the moment. Um, yeah, he's he's awesome. And I probably have to say, um, I mean, a lot of Aziz Ansari, I know he's got a little bit oh, of a yeah. weird rap with some of his stuff, but I watched Master and None again recently. He's very funny. Great writer. Yeah. Well. Have you watched Parks and Rec? 
I love Parks and Rec. Yeah. His character in that is amazing, but I Tom always... Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Ben Schwartz, you know, uh, who, who does he play? John Ralphio in Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah. That's oh. one of my favourite standalone characters of all time. He's awesome. He is incredible, that guy. Hit, hit me with your favourite, <laughs> hit me with your favourite Seinfeld episode. Uh, I know there's probably, so many good ones, but... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good ones, but I really love The Marine Biologist. That's such a oh, classic yeah, episode. yeah, um, And... I love the. I think it's called the rye, where George or where um, oh, with the Jerry's bread. throwing the rye up. <laughs> yes, um, yes. There's yeah, it's just such such a good rewatch. Um, yeah, love, love the show. Did you get into it again because it, it came onto Netflix? I think honestly, it kept recommending it to me for long enough. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it another rewatch. It's just yeah. a matter of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I log into Netflix, it's just like, watch Seinfeld. I'm like, I gotta do it. Yeah, gotta get in there yeah. again. Gotta start yeah. it again. And it's like when you're older as well, you realize how much stuff that you didn't understand properly when you were younger and sure. all that. Can you like, oh wow, that's way funnier than what I possibly imagined. Yeah. Even like stuff like Family Guy, like I lost my mind at the stupid jokes when I was a teenager. Yeah. And now I go back and I listen to the shit that that went straight over my head when I was 15. Now I'm like, oh my God, that's hilarious. That's a whole... I'm re-watching it again and laughing at shit that I never laughed at as but a But you kid. still laugh at the chicken fights as of well? Of course, like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that stuff's still good, but now I get an extra yeah. level. Like, American Dad, like, that's so oh, political. Yeah, and yeah. I had no fucking idea about the political landscape of America when I was 18. Yeah. Whereas, like, now, because I'm a massive fucking conspiracy theorist, I know all the ins and outs of it, so I get all the CIA jokes, yeah, especially. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. wow, those guys are pieces of shit. Oh, well, speaking of conspiracy theory, question number three... What's one conspiracy theory that you believe in? I love the question. That's a that's another good question. Um, I got to admit, I'm just going to put on the table. No judgments aside, or sorry, all judgments aside, rather. Yeah. Um, me and my partner went down a huge rabbit hole probably like four or five years ago, where we watched like way too many hours on um, uh, jet fuel melting steel beams. And ah, yes. <laughs> so, uh, that was a long, a long. Uh, time on YouTube and I don't regret it. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, yeah. dude, so good. That's what got me started on why I'm now getting banned off Facebook all the time. I had my uh, I had my Facebook deleted from existence at the in the start of the pandemic. So for wow. me sharing things about, you know, basically thinking that things weren't all that they seemed in the very early stages, I didn't get a yeah. warning. I didn't get a three-day ban. I, didn't, I just woke up and I did just not deleted. exist anymore. Yeah, and, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, and then people like went to search for me, and their conversations with me only had their messages, not my wow. messages. Like I literally got removed from existence on Facebook. Um, and then he, so, and then he tried to play it strong. Like I ain't going back there. Yeah, boy. I said, yeah, I had like a month <laughs> yeah. off. I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. And then yeah, a month later, I was like, dude. I just All the group chats were going off, and he was like, fuck, I need to be a part of this. Yeah, <laughs> that was what it was. It was Messenger. I missed the group chat banter. Yeah. The, the mean banter was what I was really longing for. Yeah, but obviously, you know, now I got to get the pot out there. I got to uh, make yeah, sure I'm, I'm on there. So, so, what's one conspiracy theory that you think is complete garbage, complete bullshit? Um. I'm not going to lie about it and I don't want to like start any fires, but like I, I do find it hard with the, I mean, I, I work for the department of health. I'm in the city. So I see a lot of protesters and things and like, I understand it. I respect people's opinions, but when like, you know, our system is fighting so hard, like tooth and nail sometimes it's just been hard to like, it's hard to give a lot of my energy to that. People can believe what they want to believe and I respect it, but it's just, I'm biased because of the field I work in, essentially. Yeah, like I, ha- yeah, I have yeah. a job to do type thing. Of course. But I'm also never, I would never be someone to like, 
you know, I have a lot of friends in my life who believe different things, but it doesn't really stop us from like getting along or anything like that. Like yeah. everyone's got the right to their opinion, you know? Um, I do have to shout out though, if anyone ever goes down the YouTube rabbit hole like I did, fuck, that's just, that term is going to just be burnt into existence. Historians are going to be writing about YouTube rabbit holes in a hundred oh, years yeah. from now. Oh, um, but there's this one where like the, they go through like Back to the Future 2 and how it predicted 9-11. And it just, I watched it like way too late on one night. I sat there like with my eyes all glassy, just like, oh my God, Back to the Future predicted 9-11. And it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to shout that video out. Please watch it. It's so good. Yeah. yeah I haven't seen that one. I haven't though. seen that. That's very interesting. It's like where the towers are like falling. It's it's great. It's a very good watch. Yeah. The pre-programming stuff that they say with 9-11 is probably one of the most compelling arguments. Oh, yeah. How I love much. it. Like, yeah. Uh, one we've talked about on the podcast before, which if you don't know this one, I'll, I'll send you back down a rabbit hole. Um, a movie, A Long Kiss Goodnight with uh, who's the famous black actor that I can't think of the name of right now, Samuel L. Jackson and someone else. The plot of the movie is literally crash a plane, like Americans crashing a plane into the Twin Towers and blaming the Muslims. Like they even say that in the, is like, are you going to crash a plane into the Twin Towers and blame it on the Muslims? And they're like, yeah, of course we are. Like that's an actual line in the movie. And the movie came out in 1993. That was one of my most like, mind-blowing thing so a long That's kiss good night as soon as you put a long kiss good night 911 <laughs> into youtube welcome wow. to rabbit hole number one you've been down. all right don't tempt me but i might just yeah. have to give it a i'll, I'll hit you back up on facebook with the videos i'll be like yeah get on to it all right. all right love that hit him hit him with the next one uh have you ever meditated before um i yeah i I do like to go through some mindfulness stuff. Um, I definitely don't do it nearly as much as I should, um, but I have given it a go a few times. I think it's something more people should be be talking about. Um, with my schedule and like you know, juggling the band with my job and I'm um, getting married next month too. I've had a lot oh, going on. Thank you, thank you. So obviously with all of that, it's very much a. I, I do need to find that time to sit down more and just kind of unplug, especially yeah. with the you know the social medias and it's just. Uh, so you guys have given me the, the reminder to check back in with that and do it more. What yeah, about you awesome, guys? Man. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Pretty much the same for me. I used to be like hell deep into it, like hell deep into it. And then I feel like maybe since the pandemic, even maybe just before I hadn't, I just haven't given it the time of day that it really deserves. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. We just did an our last or second to last episode. Uh, we just had a, a great friend of mine that runs a breathwork uh, clinic here in Adelaide. And she actually took me through a breathwork session so that I could talk about it when we had her on the podcast. Um, So even jump back if you want to and have a listen to the one. uh, You'll see it with Tony Sherry when I link you to all the stuff for the page. Um, And it was incredible, like absolutely incredible. Like it was, you know, I'd I'd done meditation stuff myself before, but I'd never really had like a breakthrough experience. Um, But going through, I guess, what is a pseudo guided meditation, but a a breathwork session with her, um, I left that feeling, you know, on top of the world, colors were brighter, like, you know, genuinely different and just absolutely blown away by the power of our breath, you know, that you just kind of, I guess, you know, not take for granted, but you kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's just a natural thing that we do. We just kind of have Definitely. this, like, but really channeling that and going deep into it, which is not something I'd ever really done before, um, was was really special, man. So I'll check that out. And I'm sure that there's people doing it over in, in WA. I think it's uh, yeah, you know, you something think, I can't I promote so, yeah. enough now after going through it personally myself. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right, we got two more. We've got two more. 
So we'll hit him with the second to last one. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, probably, I think it's really about, I don't know how I would sort of narrow it down to one sentence, but just, just around the value of putting the work into something and, you know, giving you, being prepared to make sacrifices to do something that is really important to you. You know, I think there's a lot of times during the pandemic, people have felt like lost and a bit directionless and, you know, it's been really hard on people. There's no, there's no, there's no two ways about that, but I think finding a sense of purpose and something that really drives you to get up every day, finding that passion and working towards it. I think there's real value in that. So I'd probably just have to say, don't, you know, when someone says don't give up on your dreams, it sounds kind of reductionist and basic in that form, but I really think it's true. If you have yeah. something that is important to you, something that drives you to get up every day and brings value and purpose to your life, like you really should find um, it's worth you pursuing that. It always will be, you know? And, um, you know, for example, in the band, it's not always easy doing this. It's not, you know, people say to me, why don't you just quit your job and do the band? And I'm like, you, do you know how I would be broke in like two seconds? Like, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not doing it for money. I promise you that. Yeah. Um, but it is very much something that's important to me. And, um, you know, if people have other things like in their lives that they find drives them, you know, whether it's, you know, doing podcasting or, you know, a job, a job that gets them up every day. It's important that it's important that we lean into that and make that a part of our identity. I think there's something to that. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I, I really like that because there's a lot of people out there that don't have that, right? That yeah. they don't have the dreams. Or too they, many, too or, many. Yeah, way too many. Either that, either they don't have the dreams or they don't have that. They don't have the passion to go. You know what? I'm just gonna fucking get out there and do it. Like, yeah. because yeah. a lot of people are too scared and they, they want the security like that. And, and and that's why we have so much respect for people like yourselves that are coming on and out there just grinding and making it happen because, and not taking no for an answer, you know, when yeah. always, when everything's getting thrown in your face, you know, especially like of late, you know, that's like, I, I really like that answer, man. That's, um, that's cool. And look, again, you know, it can't be overstated. We appreciate you obviously giving us your time tonight. We're not exactly some absolutely monolithic podcast in the scheme of things, you know, but you, you've obviously seen some, uh, you know, reason to come on and have a chat with us. And hopefully at this point, with one final question to go, you feel like it hasn't been wasted time and uh, we, nah, we'd absolutely nah. love to have you on. I always, I usually say this for the end, but I, I do make a point of when I, when I do get the chance to chat to, you know, great people like yourselves. I always say it's really important that there are mediums out there like good Aussie or like, you know, it just happens you guys are Australian, but good podcasts in general that take that time and do the, do like a real good service by like promoting and giving platforms to people like me. The only reason I'm able to come onto shows like this is because there are shows like this that'll have me. And ultimately it's so key. You know, we've also got, we all, we all know about like the top mediums and stuff and it's very much a, we know, we know, we already know what that looks like. It's very much the same kind of churn, but the actual, much like being an independent band and independent podcast, we all are in this together. So I always yeah, give my man. time. I just wish there was more hours in the bloody day. That's the only thing I yeah, wish. Of course. Totally. But totally. no, I, I got right, a lot of respect man. for you guys do. 100%. Thanks, man. Thanks, and the, man. that grassroots movement is the most important, man, because that's where Facts. all of a sudden, you know, you can just see the, the fire starting to burn and that can really ignite something special. And that's what we're just hoping to be a part of. So, yeah. Um, all right. I'll hit you with a final question. The most important one that we ask every guest that comes on. Uh, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Yeah, as a, as a veteran of Reddit, I've come across this question before. <laughs> uh, so I have to say I, I'd, rather, I'd rather fight the, 
the one just the one large version of whatever <laughs> the difference to on reddit nba it's a common question replaced with smaller or larger nba players <laughs> um i have to say i'd rather just take on the one because i feel like i would just get overwhelmed and if i'm if i'm getting my ass kicked i'm getting it kicked by one you know yeah, yeah, yeah. one thing in this case versus just getting torn from all angles so that's my answer uh, so what is it like one horse-sized lebron or a hundred duck-sized kobe's uh, is that what we're usually doing? usually it's like for example if there's a really short player like would you rather fight one um you know yeah one horse size isaiah thomas or like a hundred like smaller versions or whatever yeah so yeah cool. that, and those those questions always get way too high up the page because people oh, are just like, yeah, this is yeah. amazing. And it just, yeah, yeah here for and it. That's why we love it because we have never had two answers the same. No, they're questions. always different. Yeah, they're always, always different. different. You know, obviously it's a 50-50 yeah. split, question. but, um, you know, we we both disagree. So, like, I'm a, I'll take the 100, he'll take the 1. But yet when we have different guests on, sometimes they give us a way of thinking about it that we haven't thought of. So it starts to like sway us. I'm like, oh shit, actually that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's why it's the best way to, to finish off a podcast. Well, Tom, thank you very much, mate. We really appreciate your time and uh, coming on, chatting to us and anybody listening, make sure you get out there and have a listen to Patient 67. Brand new single fate bringer out there now. Rolling. Um, we will uh, obviously, yeah, if you're happy to, we'll, we'll right after this is about to finish, we'll, we're happy to chuck Fatebringer at the end of it and get that in people's ears yeah, as, uh, as long as we don't get copyright striked <laughs> or something and we get your guys sign yeah. off on it, then um, we're happy to chuck that at the end. It's an absolute weapon. Uh, you're an absolute weapon of a man yourself. Thank you for coming on and having a chat with us. We, we really, really appreciate it. Just want to say again, guys, thank you and um absolutely love love that you guys would want to put our song at the end and hopefully we get to do it again soon it's been a lot of fun thank you very much and we will uh we'll see you in adelaide when you're down here uh, next year yeah absolutely can't wait to get out to that show and uh We'll, we'll uh we'll definitely catch up and, and i don't know if you're a beer man or whatever but we'll uh we'll have a, a <laughs> water good. a coke a beer whatever you're into um it'll be great to catch up in person sounds sounds good boys can't wait awesome, awesome. take care mate thanks man thank you